Ace Podcast. Blinded Black Room Podcast presents Robocop 2014 Audio Commentary. Hey guys, welcome back to the Blood and Black Rum Podcast. I'm Ryan from TheMoonIsDeadWorld.net, joining my co-host Martin. How's it going? Uh, and it's going really well, actually, because today is our two-year anniversary! Woo! And Jeff Goldblum on. Well, the anniversary, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Not doing it this year. Not doing it, but it is the anniversary of it, and last year we did Independence Day. And yesterday was. And yesterday was Independence Day. Yeah, what what a time to be alive. I know. It's kind of interesting, too, that we started this two years ago, almost to the day. It is to the day. It is to the day, actually. I mean, when we're recording, but not when the episode airs. But still, it's it's pretty damn close. It's going to be pretty damn close to when... To, and I probably will get it out on the day. Sometimes I get it up, like, before midnight, so... Oh. Yeah. So it'll be on the... It'll be basically on the said. day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, today we got a fun little episode for you because we're doing something a little bit different for our two-year anniversary. We're doing an audio commentary. We've never done it before. No? A little something new, Riff something track. different. That's right, exactly. We're going to try to emulate the best. Um, and so I, we're not going to spend a lot of time going over anything. We're just going to get right into this. So basically, if you don't know how the audio commentary works, we're going to try to line you up with the film itself so you can start the film when we do. And you're going to listen along as we give an audio commentary play-by-play of things that are happening in the film, a little bit of uh, banter and riffing, a little bit of fun. It's going to be a blast. We're going to have a lot of fun. And I have a little bit of a cold, too, so um, may sound a little nasally, may give a cough or two here or there, so just bear with me as we get into this feature film. So, tis the season for colds. Exactly. Nice little summer cold. It's a lot of fun. Bring you down. But I took some Delsum, so should be okay. I'm gonna fall right asleep. I wish I had some uh, Tussin with codeine, but unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, I don't, and I don't really go to the doctor unless I absolutely have to. So that's not in the forecast. But all right, so without further ado, we're gonna start RoboCop, and this is RoboCop 2014, starring Joel Kinnaman and who? Uh, huh? Who? Who? Uh, directed by Jose Padilla. Who? Uh, See this movie, sir. Who's who? A who's who? A who? Even though uh, it's not a who done it, but uh, um, at least Gary Oldman's in it. There's that. Meh. <laughs> All right. Um, so we're doing the just so you know, RoboCop 2014 version, the remake. So don't start the wrong one because you're gonna have a lot more fun than we will if you if you do that. And the audio commentary is not gonna line up. So RoboCop 2014. The, qu- uh, the tagline for this movie should be: Hey kids, you like Paul Verhoeven? He's not doing this. Enjoy. That's right. That's right. All right, and let's get this started. I'm going to count it down for you. In three, two, one. Hit play. And here we go. We're at the Columbia intro screen haven't seen this in a while (laughs) I love that pretty lady we got a little slow zoom out here of a lion's eye 
Oh, and look at that. It's the MGM logo. It's not something that we see very often. And with, not the roar, but some kind of obnoxious... <laughs> <laughs> Tremoloing of the uh, tongue. Our rolling cunnilingus practicing. It's Samuel L. Jackson. It almost sounds like he's saying muff, 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 muff too, you know? <laughs> and yeah, look. <laughs> look at that. Wow, he's really getting a lot of practice there. Um, I love the way that he looks in this. It's ridiculous. Yeah, he, that hair is pretty, 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 pretty bad terrible. looking. Yeah, and so is the slate blue, <laughs> slate pants and the blue, you know, blazer. Do you think he's wearing a slim fit suit, or, or, or are those all pleated pants? No, I don't know. Those don't look like pleated pants. No, to they me. look. They look like it's. Slim yeah, they fit. look. They look regular. And here we go. The uh, the cool uh, Fox News style intro. The Novak report. You know, uh, a riff on Bill O'Reilly's stuff, maybe? Yeah. No, not maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's pretty on the nose. It's uh... And um, pretty obnoxious, too, at the same point. You know, I think... Be, be, like, as, as we were talking about before uh, we started the movie, it's, uh, you know, it's 2014. If by this point you're not either, you know, on to, like, Fox's bullshit, uh, then you never will be. Yeah. You're not, you're, you're not, you're just not going to get it. It's it's not for you to get. But I mean, I think like in the, at this time, like if you're looking back at like Robocop two and three more specifically when they're a lot, when, I mean, Robocop one is very, is still tongue in cheek, but Robocop two and three are, they heavily riff on these types of like advertisements and, um, like news articles and stuff like that. I think that that's what this remake is trying to do. I don't know if it's entirely successful. But no, no. But I like the futurism of it. Puts you in the mindset of like, whoa, we're in the future, man. Look at that three D stuff it can do. I yeah, love this. Yes, enjoy the show of you know we're in fucking we're in Tehran. We're just <laughs> storming through the streets with some you know some androids and gigantic you know. Yeah. Gee, no wonder, no wonder why they're pissed off. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you like this opening? Do you like the robot designs, especially like the mech walkers? I mean, it's like you know the one from RoboCop One. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think they did a pretty good job with at least taking the designs of the the robots, you know, and and putting them into this new remake. I. I don't know. I, I think they look pretty good, to be honest with you. I, th- I, I don't think that the, in this, especially in this opening scene, the CGI is not that bad. I think it, it, whatever they're using for CGI, and a lot, some of it too is also actual, you know, props. So I think it looks pretty good. But uh, incredible, incredible. Samuel L. Jackson just cashing a paycheck in this film. <laughs> I don't know, you know, it's it's a shame that they didn't get him to do more in this film. Could have been could have been better. Better role for him. <laughs> no loss to American lives with the robot. Well, that makes sense.
So, we saw this movie, what, seven years ago now? No, seven, seven years ago. That yeah. doesn't even make sense. No. It feels like it was that long ago, because I ne- never wanted to relive it. There's only three. This is released yeah. in 2014. Um, didn't like it then. No, this is on the short list of movies I should have walked out on. This is a bad movie. And you decided we should do it for our two-year anniversary. You you wanted we, to put us through a miserable experience well, for our two-year anniversary. Well, because I don't think... Several reasons. One, this is a kind of a movie we've talked about quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Even since, like, our, you know, Terminator Genesis review of it being, like, you know, a miserable, miserable experience. Sure. So, We've talked about it quite a bit on the podcast, so something I wanted to do. It was but something al- but we also, needed to do. Yeah, but also people get a you know offended by a lot of different remakes. Yeah. For some reason, this movie is you know a lot of people don't find to be that <laughs> offensive. Really, it's, I've I've never really took it, taken a look at the critical well, reception of this. Well. And, I mean, I know that it's got something like a, a 6.2 on IMDb. And yeah, that's, that's, yeah. That's, and, and IMDb is always kind of inflated. Well, I'm, yeah, but I mean, still. So, it's, it's hard to say with IMDb exactly, like, if that sits with the critical reception. And Rotten Tomatoes, 48%, so yeah. pretty much rotten. Still, not, not it, well received. Still, it, that's way too high. <laughs> you think that's way too high? That's way too yeah. high. Especially yeah. seeing as like how people went all apeshit over <clears throat> Ghostbusters. That's true. That's true. And, why? Why and then get this so movie, upset about that yeah. and not this beloved RoboCop? Yeah. I, because I know a lot of people are huge fans of the original RoboCop. Yeah. It's, uh, so, ugh. So that one. D- Robot just made a lovely like noise, like it was like a fucking T Rex in Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, like a confused T Rex sound, like or, or, Chew- or Chewbacca. Yeah. You mean I? I think that this intro, this opening, <clears throat> is uh, like really on the nose. Like who? Who in CNN would would be like, oh, a a kid in Tehran is getting shot up by a robot? Cover it! Cover it! Keep going! Keep filming! I mean, I'd like to, I'd like to think that they wouldn't, but maybe they would. Or or you know, have a live broadcast of Yeah, of like them first demoing, demoing the these, robots. Yeah. yeah, no, not a good idea for sure. <laughs> there would be some backlash for that, I would think. And Samuel <laughs> Jackson coins a new term, robophobic. Right in the same wheelhouse as homophobic, for sure. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess that is a a main theme of RoboCop. It's like, when are you human, and when are you a robot, and what's the what's the acceptance level of it? Yeah, it's just like, but I mean, like the whole. I mean, I, it's not hard to kind of sit and think about it. Yeah, because I know, like. There are people out there that's like, yeah, you know, like, like yeah, they see that opening and they'd be like, yeah, that's it, yeah, that's really good. 
news reporter got was saved, but you know, a couple, you know, t- you know, goddamn terrorists over there. That's yeah. true. Yeah. I, I could see. He people... had that knife. He had the, the kid had that knife. You know, he deserved to get. You know. Yeah. Yeah, for L- sure. Li- yeah. I, I could see people saying that too. No, I know, and that's and that's like the sa- like sad thing. Yeah. It is a sad it's like, thing. Oh, like, yeah. It's like, oh my god. Because that's like a very knee-jerk reaction from this film, too. Like, that's really, that's so on the nose for Ro- this no, I know. RoboCop film. But I'm, I'm, but I'm just saying, though, it's like, oh, you, like, Jesus fucking Christ, you know? <laughs> like, really? And here we have Joe Kinnaman walking in. Again, the, who? <laughs> the, the serious tough guy role. Fucking sauntering. Why is, why, why is Peter Weller not here? It, yeah. Uh, because Peter he, Weller's old. So? Oh, 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 he, he's the cop that takes no bullshit. That's right. And we've got the the sergeant who's taking no shit, too. No, I love it, though, because you've always you've always got those... The cop. Main char- the cop main character who's... First of all, he's always got, like, some... Uh, Attituded problem. I don't, I don't work with partners. Yeah, and, and I, I don't, you know, and I go around the book because you, we, we, the streets need to be cleaned up. He's like the. <laughs> I mean, if you were shooting a TV pilot and you're like, we want this to be the reach the biggest mass, especially forty year old moms who stay at home and and or watch, afraid and like afraid of everything. Or, like, yeah, like, or, yeah, <laughs> or scared and they they uh they need something to watch on Tuesday nights at eight o'clock. Uh, what do you got? So I said, well, we got this guy. He's a cop. He's kind of got a got a street accent. You know, if you looked at him real quick, you might think, hey, that's a thug from the street. But he's not. He's not a thug from the street. He takes down guys like that. But he's also got that dude problem. He can't, he doesn't work well with his partners. That's that he doesn't play by the rules. That's Murphy yeah. in RoboCop. That's, and then, that's, well, at least in this in RoboCop. this in this RoboCop, yeah. yeah. I don't like that because that's this is like stereotype one hundred and one generic, mm. generic guy. Mm. He's a cop, and you, <laughs> yes. there he goes. He's a damn cop. I love it. He got that gun held sideways, like you know. Yeah, because everybody in the police force teaches you hold your gun sideways, hold it sideways. It's so so much more accurate that way. I love the the faux seriousness of the scene too. So serious, we don't even we're just learning about it right now. But it's so serious. That's Look another thing. Rainy. That's another dark. Thing. That's the, the tone shift from the original RoboCop. Like the original RoboCop, somewhat satirical. You got not somewhat. It is yeah. satirical, but it you know it, it's like ultraviolet and satirical. And yeah, it has moments of levity. Yeah, Kurtwood Smith in that. Is a fucking delight and joy, you know. Bef- you know, before he was Red Foreman, he was raising hell in the streets of Detroit. <laughs> you know. But this is like you're totally right. The opening's just like, yeah, you know, like yeah, let's go ahead. Yeah, I mean, like, and we needed a backstory too for this this cop who's in trouble now. Yeah, because he's in trouble. We need to know why. Why is he like the way he is? We got Omar from The Wire here, too. Just to make sure everybody watches, like, you wa- you're watching an action film? This I, is an action I, film. See, I hear a lot about The Wire. 
I haven't seen it. Neither have I. I, I just know people say it's one of the best TV shows of all time. I right? would like to watch it, but I haven't watched it. Well. But I will say what one the one thing this film does have going for it is you're right. I think some of the look of the film is pretty good. Like you know that car that just sped off. You know that's yeah looked pretty good. You know yeah. I think like one thing that you can say about this film. Even though... It's Which I find funny, too, because it's set 14 years in the future from 2014. Yeah. 2028. They look like they're in, you know, basically 2014. Yeah, it looks Except, the same. Like, like, the technology's gone super neon and, like, yeah, it looks... ghost in the shell. But other than that, he literally looks like he just, you know, like, walked out of H&M with, like, his clothing. Like, this, you know? <laughs> well, so, H&M is the clothing of the future, though, so... Well, they, <laughs> around here, they just bought, like, the whole, no, yeah. whole block and, you know... No, I know. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, I think that this film is somewhat technically proficient. I just think it's kind of what overall is, very generic. Well, yeah, but this, and whole, this that's whole, probably one of the biggest This issues. whole gunfight right yeah. now is fucking generic and... Hey, well, and, where does it... It takes place in a bad guy's restaurant. Fra- takes place not in the rain. Well. It's not framed well. Yeah. Look at him. Very shaky. Right now, right now, Joel Kinnaman looks like he's fucking Harrison Ford and Blade Runner. That's true. He does. It does look a lot like that. If we had a more futuristic set, it could be Blade Runner. It could be Blade Runner 2020 or whatever. 2040. 2040 or whatever that is. This movie, this movie wish it had the special effects of Blade Runner. True. It does. I mean, it's, it's, I don't think its special effects are always bad, but... No, but I mean, that's like all... I think most movies... Yeah. Even if you don't like Blade Runner... Yeah. It is a fucking great-looking film. A yeah. marvel of what they were able to achieve, you know, with practical effects. True. And look at that. He's getting in trouble. Yeah. We got our main character. He's already in trouble. Is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? We don't really know. We don't really know yet. No, you do know. Yeah, He's supposed, I know. No. He's supposed to be the good guy that gets stuff done. Yeah, because he goes... Despite the fact that... What it's senator is wearing a bow tie? A man named Dreyfus, that's who. Look at that, though. Yeah, nobody else is. Hey, look. Michael Keaton's not. Michael, that's another guy that's in this movie for like five minutes for no reason. Why? Because of a paycheck, that's why. Why is Michael Keaton here? That Batman check ain't coming any longer. <laughs> yeah, no, and he needs to head up Omnicore. Omnicore being the giant corporation of uh, the Robocop franchise. That wants to get a, a robotic force out on the streets of America, starting with Detroit. Because it's still, you know... <laughs> Detroit, <laughs> yeah, Detroit's... even though it's 2028, Detroit's still a shithole. No one's been able to do anything with it. <laughs> it's not like New York from the 80s till now, New York City from the 80s till now, cleaning up the streets. Detroit's just like, everybody's like... Well, it wasn't, uh, New York wasn't really a shithole in the 80s. It wasn't. The, seven, the 70s yeah, is the when... the 70s is when, when you had the... When it was a shithole. Yeah. The 80s right. were like a holdover, though. It definitely still was Which is nice. great. That's a great thing, though. Apparently, you know, Detroit's a shithole. This big fucking corporation. Where are they headquartered? Detroit. They didn't, yeah. decide, they didn't decide, like, you know, maybe like, we should... Maybe, like, someplace nicer, like uh, si- the, tech, sil- the tech... Silicon Valley. The tech facilities at... Silicon Valley or anywhere in sunny California. No, we're, we're going to go to rainy Detroit because it's a perfect place to have a shady corporation. Yeah, this guy is a great... Yeah. 
You think Americans would love robots on the streets today? Yes. You do? Yes. <laughs> They'd be all for it. Yeah. Because people are stupid. <laughs> That's true. That's true. This is, might offend some people. Yeah, but... Might not, it might, no, because... I, I think some people kind of miss the point with certain things. Yeah. I think that's a given. But no, like, so, like, you know, like, how it's like, I don't care if a cop, you know, does that or whatever. I have nothing to hide. It's not the point. It's true. It's... Point po- Point is that they're not supposed to do you're it. Not, yeah, you're not... You're not... Yeah. A- they're not able to do it. So. It, it, yeah, it's, uh... But look at this. We got Omnicore. Look at the good they're doing. All these people who otherwise wouldn't be able to walk, wouldn't be able to... To use their arms. They've got robotic arms. What a name. Dennett. Dennett. Yeah. This guy's got robotic arms. But they need to learn how to control the robot. The robot inside them. I don't know how I... If, if I was like to lose a limb and they're like, yeah, we got robotic... I don't know how I would... If I would uh, sign on for that... If I'd rather just be an amputee, I think it depends. I think it depends on um, what the you same lost. T- but at the same time, we've already seen two people who, had, like, one guy who had both his legs replaced in the robotic. This guy has both his arms, and he can play the guitar probably better than he used to be able to. But the, my, my my point is, what the fuck has happened to these people? <laughs> Were they was that one guy with the missing legs? Like you know. Vacationing in Vietnam and stepped think, on a, like, I think a random landmine. We're in 2028, Detroit. <laughs> oh, so yeah. Yeah, there's just there's landmines all over the place <laughs> in Detroit now. Now, I mean, I think it would be well. First, it would be super weird. I don't know if I would sign on for it, but I think it would depend. Like, how, you know, if if I was missing an arm and I I'm a drummer, I haven't drummed in like what four years but i'm a drummer so if i was missing an arm i might be upset and i might seek out to have like a prosthetic arm or you could be a, a badass like def leopard's drummer and continue that's true on. i could be a def leopard drummer but i think the bigger issue look at which, that track suit too by the way michael keaton's wearing i know i think the bigger issue with what robocop is br- this film is bringing up is that if when you get a cybernetic arm like that it changes the like you playing the music like you're it's is it really you at that point or is it your cybernetic arm that's actually better than no your okay. human ass no okay no that see that's where i would disagree that part's stupid no of course it's still you you're controlling the arm but are you the, 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 no the difference comes in was like a question like with ghost in the shell is like if you had like the cybernetic like mind implants where you can like you know communicate over like the internet you know, basically telepathically and stuff, and access, yeah. you know, databases. Well, they do that's, talk about how the emotional aspect of the of his brain affects the way that the cybernetic arm operates. So, it is, in a way, like that. In that, like, your site... Your, but I would say it's to, like, a lesser... It's a it much lesser... A, yeah, it's not... Yeah. That's not really... For sure. That's not really that big of a philosophical quandary. Like, with, like, the whole thing with Ghost in the Shell. No, No, it's it's still fucking you. Now, if you had, like, mental, you know, things, then, yeah, then you can... Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. Not not as in-depth as Ghost in the Shell, for sure, with that that part of the cybernetic abilities. But 
I think that they're getting at that to a lesser extent in this. In that, like, that guy playing guitar, maybe he's better now than he was when he ever played. Like, maybe he never even knew how to play guitar. Wouldn't that be even funnier if he never knew how to no, play but guitar and he's just like, yeah, I'm going to pick yeah, it up no, now. Yeah, no, but why would he be better, though? Yeah. If, he's contr- if his mind has to control the arm. Because your fingers suck. So I don't have good control over my fingers. Maybe the robotic instrument is easier to manipulate. I don't know. I wish I... I don't know. I don't have cybernetic arms, so I don't know. <laughs> I love this guy. He just, he just just doesn't give a shit. He's just like, yeah, yeah it's good. Yeah. It looks like... Like, that's like a guy who comes into a school presentation. He's like, I didn't... I didn't look at my PowerPoint previously. I'm just going to go with it. Let's just go with it and see what happens. What has happened to all of you? Again, what's like the war zone? That's the thing they don't really talk about in this movie. Like, What's going on in the streets of, like, of America? Yeah. Because at least in original RoboCop... You clearly see, like, you know... Street gangs, things of... Really yeah, and that's, like, one of the... It's not just Omnicorp, it's... You know, Kurtwood Smith and... It, everything and is, gangs. like, kind of... Yeah, digressed and... This is, like... Everything kind of seems basically normal. Like, you see, like... The... You know... Alex running into these problems. Yeah. But that's it. He's a fucking oh. cop. And now, especially because he's, like, an undercover cop. Yeah. And here we go. Here's the strained family relationship... Becomes a huge part of Robocop and Godzilla and everything. <laughs> everything don't bring, else. <laughs> the, don't bring the fantastic Godzilla into this. I'm just saying. The only the only flaw with Godzilla is they Brian Cranston is not utilized enough. That's true. That is very true. And they're but, they're not even a strained family. Don't even call it that. Like he's busy, but they're not strained. Like look at him. She, she's like like. I haven't seen you in a while. We're gonna fuck really good tonight. Gonna... <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about she's saying that. But she is mentally. <laughs> she's well, transmitting it mentally. No, not a... to him. But like, look, she's look, she like he's stressed. Here's a, see, look, he you're stressed from work. Here's a beer. She's the perfect wife. Like, uh, you look like you got beat up. Here's you're a gonna, beer. You're gonna get a ride. Look at that too. <laughs> you're gonna get a ride. <laughs> oh wow, nice. Did you see how he drank that beer, too? Very stereotypical, like, you know, like... Bottoms up. Arms, like, kind of clawed around it, and it's like, you know? It's like, nobody fucking drinks like that. It's kind of like when you see, like, certain movies and people smoking cigarettes. Like, nobody fucking smokes... Oh, with, like, their fingers upside down or something? Like, some weird shit? Like, yeah. Yeah. No, no one smokes like that. Yeah. See, look. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they love each other. I wish you looked at me that way. (laughs) Actually, you do. I do. It's but the, sometimes it's in a incredulous way. Like, well, what are you talking about? Well, I have a lazy eye. I can't help <laughs> it. No. No, the audience. No, but I, I like her. See, uh, told oh, you. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah, told you. Somebody forgot. I didn't forget. You didn't forget <laughs> the uh, the sex scene that's that's in the film. Ah, I guess. Mm. I've just seen so many. I <laughs> forget when they're in films, but you yeah. remember. And we're at the 24 mark. Minute mark for anybody who wants to just skip ahead to <laughs> skip to the video part of it. Where's Where's Foreigner playing right now? Like I want to know. Wanna no, did you catch that little Detroit Red Wings? Uh, yeah. Uh, sticker. It's like in case you didn't remember, like the subtitles uh, uh, that put us in this setting. We're still in Detroit. It's like 
Kid's a Blackhawks fan. Yeah, no, why can't he be, you know, a Rangers fan or something like that? Because he'd probably get shot. <laughs> yeah, apparently, or landmine. Somebody gets pissed now, off. Now, look at this. Like, <laughs> Okay, now that explosion, kind of bad. Especially him flying away from it. Doesn't look that good. But this is so now, much more of a boring, uh, like, moment for him. Because it's there's no. nothing is happening. Well, not only that. To lead up well, to look, it. look, she's she, she is running back. She before she calls the ambulance, she's gonna drag his body back in. They're like, no, I was gonna fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think that 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 has such an anticlimactic lead up to it that's totally uh, uh, not related to like the original Robocop, which, which has he, such a great moment because just like ridiculous getting shot up. Yeah, of, like, of him on duty and... Yeah. Of, Th- this, and, you know, this getting one is totally so fucked. anticlimactic. Yeah, it's just the fucking, you know, like... All of a sudden he hears a... Yeah, a car, a a car, car bomb. I it, guess you're supposed to think, like, he's in... There's much more danger because it's... They're, they're terrorists. Yeah, it's a terrorist attack. It's at his home. They know where he lives. They know he has a family. It's, you know, but at the same time, I don't think it's really... It's not as good as the original, wherein you had that whole, like, very memorable shootout scene. Yeah. Um, it, which I still remember. I remember seeing that when I was younger, that, that shootout scene. and It's, it's pretty... It's, it's brutal. Yeah. It's just getting shot to all hell. Yeah. And it's a very memorable moment. And, and this one, if you blink and miss it, <laughs> you're like, wait, what happened? You, you went to take a piss real quick? Yeah, like, oh, yeah. like, wait, wait, he's going <laughs> to fuck his wife. Okay. Well, yeah. Oh, wait, now... <laughs> She fucked his legs right off. <laughs> no, I don't... You told don't you he's going for a ride. It was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the ride of his life, that's for sure. And we're three months later. F- future, future. And he looks okay. Yeah. He's pretty fit. Yeah, it's... Yeah. It's, uh... 2024, 20, 28, or whatever the fuck. 2028. And we're listening to Frank Sinatra. Yeah. He survives the time. No one gets sick of old Frank. Yeah, I, I old do. Old blue eyes. Yeah, I do. You I, get sick of him? I don't think Frank's that good. I only tolerate him at Yankee games. Yeah. Look at his giggling. Again, look at this. Look at the polo he's wearing. It's 2020. That should be dead. That was dead by 2014. One of the things that I don't <laughs> like whenever they have, like, these cops like this is, like, they get the hot wife. The hot wife is, like, pretty cool. But Alex Murphy is fucking boring in this movie. He's a boring guy. Well... Whatever attracted her to him in the first place? Well, you see, um... Most of these, uh... People... Get women. <laughs> no, I know, but I'm just saying... Like, he's a boring guy in this movie. What else is there besides, like, a physical attraction? I mean, maybe he's got big balls or something. I don't know. But... Besides the physical attraction, he's a boring dude in this film. He's a cop, so it's exciting. Exactly. Like, basically, there's what? nothing Look at that da- That's this nice slow dancing. That's not even, like, dance. It's just... Look at it. Oh, my... You're, no, you're all right. He looks like a... He looks like a D-list Matt Damon. Look at him. Yeah... I don't know. No, he looks like a D-list I man, just, Damon. You know, there's not much personality to this character. I don't think that's Joel Kinnaman's fault. I just think that it's part of the writing in that they wrote him as a very stereotypical cop character. And 
there's nothing that we there's no interest to him. Yeah, but even like in the original it's again, he's a robot, but he's you know when he even as RoboCop, he's memorable and yeah, you're so and you're he, supposed to kind of see that human element to him yeah. too. In this case, he's he's, he's a robot before and he's a robot when he has <laughs> cybernetic enhancements. This doesn't really matter. Yeah. Is he really human before? Not really. He's motivated by just doing uh, yeah. cop stuff. What do you like to do on the weekends? Cop stuff. I like to do dangerous <laughs> cop things. <laughs> I like to po- po- possibly you know orphan my child yeah. and you know widow my wife because I'm like out there like I like to do cop stuff undercover doing all this you know do you think he got the bagpipes and bullshit oh for for just being uh like paralyzed and stuff? no for being basically he's, he's basically like dead yeah I don't know do you, do you think Matt Damon came he out came and, like, out and played taps you know saying that I'm gonna you know I want to nominate Alex Murphy for the Medal of Art. I I don't know. Ah, The Departed. Such a better movie than this. <laughs> Do you like the um, the full body uh, cybernetics in this film? What um, do you think of the design, RoboCop design? I'll talk about that later. Okay, we're not really into that yet. No, we haven't yeah. seen the full design. We've only yeah. seen the uh, yeah. The first part of this, yeah. where he's getting fitted, but for he's it got the classic, you know, silver. He does, yeah. Well, actually, which, by the way, that stands out like a sore thumb in this film compared to the '80s. Like in that, like it kind of seems like the fit, like like that, you know. Well, and well, it's funny too because in like RoboCop Three, it's blue. It's a blue suit. We don't so. talk about that. <laughs> we don't talk about RoboCop Three. No, you're we right. Ba- we barely talk about RoboCop Two. You know? I actually, I actually just watched RoboCop Three, and I had seen it many, many times years ago. Because they used to play on UPN yeah, it used to all, be on all the, time. the time. And I all because that's probably the one I've seen the most too is RoboCop yeah. Three because they played it all the time on UPN. And I just watched it the other day, and or not the other day, but like a few weeks ago. And by God, that's a terrible film. That's so such a boring. Movie, just horrible. Yeah, yeah. You know what his suit kind of looks like in this, like fucking Destiny or something, mm. or like Mass Effect. Like it does. Yeah, like, like some, he's something walking, Bungie he, would he, come up with. He's walking around right now, like I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite shop in the Citadel. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I don't like is the mask thing that they've got on him right his now. His visor. Yeah, the visor. I'm not a huge poor Asian tech guy. Just toss him around like a bag of chips. Yeah, I don't like the visor that much. That's one thing that I don't like about that cybernetic suit. Definitely slimmed it down. Definitely slimmed and sleeked it down because he's not, you know, not anywhere near, you know. You know, I actually said too that uh, I didn't think Joel Kinnaman was was the at fault here, but just recently seeing him say that get get upset about the, what happened to him in his in his new suit. I've got to say that was a pretty bad delivery of like, what did you do to me? Like it's it is very much like Christian Bale, yeah, like a Batman esque sort of delivery. So, yeah. Listen to the soothing voice of Gary Oldman, who's here only for a paycheck. <laughs> pretty much, and most people are in this film for the paycheck. So except, probably they except, got a good paycheck for it. Except Joel Kinnaman, because uh, who's Joel Kinnaman? <laughs> Ugh. That that jump looked awful. Looks awful. Yeah, the jump looks awful. My Sega Saturn could, you know, emulate that better. 
Yeah, I don't like the way that they made the robot. I love move. too outside of this, you know, this fucking factory. <laughs> There's just a rice paddy outside, like just right outside. Just like oh yeah, just a rice paddy. Yeah, everybody like wh- <laughs> what kind of situation secret, would that yes. be? See, yeah, the secret. You know, Omnicore, like, yeah, I'm assuming it's supposed to be kind of low-key secret, like, guess, re- yeah. re- a research base, and they're like, oh, yeah, there's also a Chinese, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, rice paddy. <laughs> Heavily populated rice paddy right outside. Yeah, no, I, I didn't really think about that, but that's another really ridiculous <laughs> aspect of this film. The reality of the situation is you cannot bone your wife anymore. Like fuck, we were only. I never even got to do it the last time. (laughs) That would be a downer for sure. Just be like your penis. You don't have a penis anymore, because he doesn't. I mean, he really doesn't have any body parts, as we're being shown right now. (laughs) Which I do think actually this part looks pretty good. It's pretty um, impressive how they made this look. (laughs) But that, that, that's, oh, oh, that Joel looks... Kinnaman, come on, the delivery, the delivery, Joel. And that, that looks how many that times? That part looks pretty bad. How but... many times do you think that the director had to go through and be like, "Okay, Joel, a little bit more <laughs> emotion on this one." So literally, <laughs> it's not even his brain. Is. You're in just, control. Just listen, uh, listen to Gary Oldman. Like, he's just not giving any fucks. Just like. That's true. This is, as an introduction, this is not the best way to do this for a person. <laughs> for a person's well-being. Of just like, you know what? Let me show well, you, you what, what you actually yeah, are. Let me show you what happened. And let me take away all the body parts that you thought you had. This, this looks terrible, too. The whole CGI lungs and heart and his face imposed on it. That, this looks awful. Yeah, this, the face imposed doesn't looks. look the best, for sure. <laughs> You're being generous. Uh, yeah, no, I, I guess I... Look at that. Ugh. They had to add some tears because Joel Kinnaman can't make this work. <laughs> I died. He can't make... I I was being generous to Joel Kinnaman because this delivery is really not good for RoboCop. He has no range. He looks like Gary Oldman in this like Jerry Springer. He does. I could see it. They should have just replaced Gary Oldman with Jerry Springer. That would have been fine. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. I would have been okay with that. Why not? No, I say the same thing. Why not? Yeah, Why I mean, not? What, what could have made this film any more mediocre? <laughs> Give it, put it Jerry Springer in. I don't care. That'd make it better, not mediocre. That's true. We're thirty-five minutes in right now. How do you feel? That's a slog. Exhausted. <laughs> one of the one of the feelings that I'm having right now. I, I mean, <clears throat> I think that th- this is not. A two-hour film. I don't know. I, I, I actually I think it could be a two-hour film, 
but it's not paced very well. There's a lot of backstory that they have to get through before Alex Murphy's even RoboCop. And if I remember correctly, in the original RoboCop, there was none of this, like, very lengthy backstory. It, I think Alex Murphy became RoboCop pretty quickly into the film, wasn't it? Wasn't it only, like, an introduction? I, have, I haven't watched yeah, it Yeah, I, I don't so. remember particularly, but I feel like it wasn't very long It was great film. about this. Like, look, she's like, oh, I see you. Oh, she's, like, talking. And you probably hear in the background, like, some guy, like, guy, like what's going on, honey? Yeah, he's like, <laughs> I'm getting lubed up for you. <laughs> That's my, uh, lube, lubing up sound effect. <laughs> I mean, I like how there's no, like, I, he should just zoom out a little bit with the camera so that she can see what he's become. She might be, she might be particularly intrigued by the whole. Or she might go, oh my suit. fucking god! Yeah, yeah. Like, Get away, <laughs> asshole! <laughs> uh, don't come near me or the kid ever again. <laughs> we'll get that picture of the kid. Just like mm, the, the kid's like, oh, uh, hmm. yeah. I, I wish we had this sort of technology though. I like I their don't. computer setup. I don't. You don't. You don't want that. No. That looks like a fucking halo. If we like had, mine. if we had to have a world that we had a police force of robots, I'd be okay with it as long as we had those types of computers. Oh, your bar's pretty low. No, I'd be okay with it. It's almost like a Mac in a way. It's like a yeah, a shitty computer designed Mac with like a holoscope or whatever. Now, I like this part of the film in that they did kind of go a little bit more scientific with the whole approach to it. He needs, like, a bacterial cleanse. You know, how they actually make him work in yeah. a robotic sense. It's kind of a cool idea. And it looks bad. I didn't say it looks good. It looks like Kool-Aid <laughs> being pumped into Joel Kinnaman. But I, th I like the idea of having to go a little bit more scientific with it, especially <clears throat> as we talk about where you know, what, 30 years into the actual future from the original RoboCop, and and this is supposed to be a, a futuristic movie taking place in 2028, so at least they went a little bit more in-depth with the science behind it. <clears throat> okay with that. I love movies and TV shows and whatnot that have, like, future settings, and they're literally, like, only 20 years in the... 15 years in the future, and it's like, ooh, we're gonna be sorely disappointed when <laughs> yeah. that's not... That is true, because, I mean, even though technology changes really fast, the actual, um... Like, the look of it, and the advancement, when you take a look into, like, how that little into the future, it's not really that different. Yeah. You know, we're not talking hoverboard cars and stuff like that. 20 years in... It, that's not even a... a idea a blip yeah. on the radar right now look at self-driving cars sure but look at this asshole jackie earl haley that's jackie earl haley who uh was freddy krueger in of course oh my god that makes me laugh fucking look at rotten tomatoes like people who like the remake of robocop also liked Beverly Hills Cop 3 and Superman 3. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. It's that's like, oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's a... <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop 3. Not the first one. 
Not even the second one, but Beverly Hills Cop 3. And Superman 3, not Superman 1. Yeah. No, I mean, Jackie Earl Haley, though. I mean, pretty good in Watchmen. I didn't see it. It's a good movie. Not as, I mean, uh, but, but I don't as, like, as, fi- as superhero like, fans would uh, attest, it's not as good as the comics, and... and Graphic them, novel. To, well, yes, graphic novel. And to them, nothing ever will be as good as that graphic novel. So. I haven't read it. I haven't. I need to. I just never gotten around to it. I mean, and I won't. And of, I won't watch the movie. It's a part of comics history, so I guess you've got to read it. I know, but I mean, I, I and I won't watch uh, the movie because it's a fucking Zack Snyder film. That's true. That is true. It is a Zack Snyder film, so you know it's dark and Shitty. dreary and all the other kinds of grim. Adjectives you can think of. It's got this lovely fucking... Like training scenario. With, with Mr. A, you know, the Tin Man song from <laughs> Wizard, Wizard of Oz. Oz. They made this almost into a video game. And I think it's... It kind of makes it too comical and on the nose again i think that's part of my issue with robocop is that it's so uh like kind of cringe cringeworthy and how much it's trying to like ascribe uh political and well not even political but just a metaphorical stance to the to the ideas of robocop i think it's it's overwhelmingly like exaggerated it's not not a not a huge fan of that wish they had left the themes a little bit under I, mean, do you, I I think that in this role, I, Jackie Earl Haley is... It's kind of a weird role for him. I don't... Like, if you think about some of the other things that he did in Watchmen, he wasn't really funny or anything like that. In uh, the new uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, he was Freddy Krueger, so... Well, isn't he supposed to, he's supposed to be funny. I mean, yeah, I guess, but... I'm not a huge fan of the funny Freddy Krueger. I'm more of a fan of the original Nightmare on Elm Street, wherein he was fairly dark and silent well most people would disagree with you well they're wrong (laughs) because the original nightmare on elm street is the best one it's one of my favorites yeah you agree yeah that or new nightmare well and then you're starting over with new nightmare so basically you're kind of getting out of the sequel things and 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 it's kind of a because Wes craven knows what he's doing that's true And here we have 98.4% efficiency with a regular robot and only 28% with Joel Kinnaman. But they decide that they want to go go ahead with it anyway because he has emotional control over himself. I think, though, that for the most part, a robot would be better. Uh, now here we have the themes no. very much explicitly no, be- explicitly explored here. There's a human element to this. That's what you want. What? A human element. That's true. You gotta have somebody. Don't have a fucking no. I like no. I'm gonna get angry with you. Like I oh, have the fucking robot. No, you're a fucking idiot. Mm. 
You're, I want the robot. No, you're a fucking idiot. He's cooler. No, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> no, you're probably one of those assholes who wants a fucking robot ump for calling balls and strikes in baseball. They're just kidding, is it, you know? No, I agree. You need that human helmet, because even if you don't like the ump call, you know, he made the call. He made a bad call. <laughs> At least he had to make the decisions. It's part of the game. And <clears throat> this, that's the same thing. You need the human element. If you have, if you, pro, if you program a robot, you only get what Andro- you put into it. Yeah, or an android. It may do things more efficient, but it may do things react to certain situations in a manner that you didn't really want it to react into. No, I agree. It may, again, it may like shoot that kid like th- to get you know in the leg. To shoot, you know, the guy behind him, like, ah, oh, the kid got shot, but hey, you know. Well, as we know. Where, where, whereas the human one could come up with a different type, you know, a better method to do, deal with it. Well, as we know in speed, sometimes you have to do that. You have to shoot somebody to to save the day. Well, but that's, yeah. No. Fuck you. No, fuck you. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't really think that we need a robot. That's a That was a, a joke. I just think he looks cooler. That's all. They look the same. They have the same exoskeleton. No, I think the robot looks cooler. It's a different exoskeleton. That's the fucking same thing. Basically. Here's generic bearded guy. (laughs) Head of marketing. Well, you've got to have the the goofy businessman who... Look at that. Look at that, you know. Oh, here's the... He has a social mode and a battle mode. No no kid is going to take a look at RoboCop in what? his social mode with his weird face sticking out of a biomechanical helmet and think like, oh, there's a guy I want to go up and talk to. Hey, your face looks like it was shittily imposed on by Photoshop. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he has some candy for us. I don't know. I like how they just basically shat on the original RoboCop design. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah let's. They're like, let's let's get rid of that one, and we'll we'll make it more futuristic. Doesn't look that good. Here's Digi Factory number four for the film. <laughs> I wonder how many uh, places they had to scope out before they found just the right Detroit rundown facility. They, it probably wasn't even shot in Detroit. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if it was shot in Detroit or not. I'm not I, really sure where this was filmed. I hope they did it in. Uh, they. I hope they did it in uh, Detroit because that would be. That'd be perfect. Um. Let's see where they where they shot this. Um. Uh, filming locations. Toronto, Ontario, Canada. It's all about them tax breaks. That's right. That's <laughs> right. No, I yeah, no, that this uh this doesn't look like it it was most of it was shot in Detroit, so this must be that one of those fabled Toronto on uh, Canada fact burnt out factories that they have there. All right. I think I remember this part from when we saw this film in theaters and it was miserable. And it was terrible. Yeah. I I, I think some of the action scenes are okay. Like any of the human action scenes are okay, but when it comes to like the robot action sequences, they're pretty miserable. 
Look at this. It looks like a Call of Duty, Call of Duty, it, like it, like on campaign, like it does look like a Call of Duty. Captain Price here. Yeah, no, it does. Okay, yeah. so here's what we're going to do. <clears throat> now, this is what I'll say, because we got the new RoboCop design. Now, sleek. I like it. Yeah, I actually like the. I think the transition to black is actually perfect. It's it's a sleek looking like revamped I actually, for the future yeah, Robocop. No, I actually like his look in this. I think it's actually pretty damn good. No, I agree. I, I like this part. I don't I don't necessarily like this scene, and I do not like the uh, corny rock music that accompanies just, just it. Just generic, like, ding, ding, yeah. ding, ding, ding. They got somebody that like was in the, the studio, and they're like, do you play guitar? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I play guitar. <laughs> Alright, can you jam out a little rock ditty for us? Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. And then there's some yodeling too. No, I don't. I don't love this style of action scene. It looks like an on rails like shooter, like House of Debtors, like Carnival, like couple of cars. Yeah, right, yeah. I think the biggest thing about this is they wanted that human aspect of the robotics, but at the same time, this film looks a lot like a CGI video game. During the action scenes. <clears throat> and I don't like how it doesn't look realistic. Especially in those scenes like when it takes place on the rafters and stuff like that. It just doesn't look realistic and it doesn't look as good. I wish they had gone for a more um, like realistic and less CGI action sequence. Mm. trying to explain the uh, entirety of mm. the RoboCop software. Yeah. Gary Oldman's How like... How when he's in battle mode, the software takes over and just does... Oh, who's pulling the trigger, though? Please tell us, Gary Oldman, because we need to have the theme explicitly given to us. Oh, the illusion of free will. Oh, I love it. Unfortunately, the uh, human soldiers get a lot uglier uh, battle stuff to, to wear. Yeah. It almost looks like... Um, Low red halo armor. Well, not even that, but it just looks like you're going into a... Uh, like a laser gun battle. <laughs> you're going laser to like, a laser tag facility and they're like, here, strap this on, man. Now, if you're if you're Jackie Earl Haley's character in that situation, are you nervous that Murphy as RoboCop's gonna just blow you away <laughs> as you're like shooting at him with a machine gun? He's supposed to have a human element, but you've got to trust the hardware. You mean software? Well, software. Yeah, I guess soft. I guess it's software. Michael Keaton, you have nothing to do in this film. I love it how he basically is sitting back in a chair, relaxing because that's him on the entire set of the film. Like, did my pay? Did my check go through? Yep. All right. <laughs> He's just checking on his phone and his bank account. <laughs> like, yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't see that that <laughs> cashed yet. I don't see it cleared. Oh, we got to check back in the wife. 
Yes, because she's so important in this film. God, it's the same fucking... Like, this is like the same thing like Godzilla, like... No, like, that's uh, what I was saying. It, no, I know. It is exactly no, the same. No, I know. No, I know. As Godzilla. No, no, I agree. I'm just saying. It's just like, ugh. And if you remember, um, Joel Kinnaman is basically like the guy in Godzilla. What episodes of House of Cards was he in? Um, he no, was, scroll up, scroll oh, up. Sorry, you you were looking up. Mm, oh, many of them. He's oh. in that quite a bit. Actually, I did not realize he was Will Conway. All right, well. I mean, but if you if you think about it, Joe Kinnaman is basically the same as the Godzilla character, Brian Cranston's son. Yeah. yeah, same same exact character. No, I know. I'm just saying. I agree. That's totally, why there's so no. many parallels. No, I totally agree. For this film and Godzilla. But Godzilla's a much better film. It is a much better film. (laughs) But the the fact still stands that that has a very uh, annoying relationship element, too, that's really unnecessary. Does this film have Ken Watanabe in it? No, it doesn't. Yeah. True. Fail. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If it doesn't have Ken Watanabe in it, automatic fail. Or Bryan Cranston, yeah. 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 You gotta have one of the two or else. Now, this is all around a bad idea to go visit your wife (laughs) Hi, Even honey. if you're in social mode, <laughs> the kids probably the dick, not going to react well. The dick's ready. <laughs> You've been waiting several that, months. That would be awesome if there was just a ding, like when the dicks, <laughs> just a ding. little like uh, pizza's ready. I know. Hi, honey. Look at the blouse she's wearing. Like, like, look at that. She's ready to go on a night on the town with a gentleman caller. But seriously, look at Joel Kinnaman's face right now. In his eyes, they're like practically yeah. bugging out of his face. That. No one is going to react like, oh, he hasn't honey, seen boobs. hi. He hasn't, he hasn't seen boobs in forever. That's true. Not, he's like... Yeah, she did put on a nice kind of see-through blast for him. So. Well, well is it, it's probably not for him. Oh, it's not for him? It's probably for someone else. Oh, yeah. She's like, oh, I didn't get dressed <laughs> yeah. up for you. Actually, I've got to get you out of here pretty soon because my gentleman caller is coming over. Remember my tennis coach, Bob? <laughs> <laughs> they do look like a family that would have a tennis coach. Bob's fucking me now. <laughs> it's like the GTA 5 yoga instructor. And a tennis. Yeah, and tennis instructor. Yeah, yeah. They do, Like I said, though, they do look like a family that would have a tennis instructor. M- Michael Keaton looks like somebody who would be in GTA 5. It's like some just like random, like generic, you know, CEO guy you'd run into. Like, oh, yeah. He's wanna... perfect for that. Yeah. Do you think he's like that in real life? <laughs> generic CEO guy? At this point, probably. I'm rich. <laughs> yeah. My RoboCop check went through. Yeah, I'm good. Still cashing in on those Jack Frost reruns and Christmas time. Oh, God. 50-year-old <laughs> women milking it. Jack Frost is not getting reruns. Uh, yeah, it is. At Christmas no. time? Yeah, it sure is. No. Check out ABC Family, now known as uh, Freeform, Free- nah. who play it every Christmas. Nah. I'm telling you, it does. No. Because it's a tearjerker. It's not a tearjerker. Because fifty-year-old women sit down with their kids, and then they take they they sit down and they're pissed off because they're like, these fucking kids. I've got to buy presents for them. God damn them! It's there's fourteen days till Christmas, and they're being little shits. I'm gonna take their presents back. Then they watch Jack Frost, and they see Michael Keaton's life cut short in a car accident. And then they say... You don't have to tell me the plot. I saw no, that. No, no, I'm I, not telling you the plot. And I, that, saw, that, I, saw, I saw that movie in years I'm, I'm, I'm telling the plot to the listeners. But then they see Michael Keaton's life cut short. And they and then they, they end the film and they're like... They look around and they say, Wow. 
my life's not shit after all. I appreciate these motherfuckers. I didn't, I didn't turn into a shitty CGI <laughs> That's right. snowman. That's right. So it's a tearjerker. Michael Keaton makes a lot of money off that, I'm sure. One other thing that I really hate about Joel Kinnaman's delivery, it happens in this film, it happens in fucking Suicide Squad, is his little, like... He's in Suicide Squad? He is in Suicide Squad. As... Uh, the main guy that leads the Suicide Squad. Oh my! Why am I? I <laughs> yeah. Mm. See now that I'm listening, now that I'm listening to him talk, I'm like, yeah, that is Will. Con- Ex- that is Will Conway. Exactly. Like- <laughs> and because he has that stupid little like side mouth delivery, that I re- like like I'm mumbling kind of. But I, I, got- I don't really want to finish my words. I got a tin of Copenhagen, a little top jaw in my mouth. Yeah, that's a that's a thing too. That's a stereotype too. It's fucking annoying. Not everybody has to not be able to speak. <laughs> Let him finish his words, for Christ's sake. Look how clean and pristine these buildings. Well, not it's because since, it's modeled after Apple headquarters. Not since one-hour photo have I seen such... <laughs> such a white-on-white white background. When are, we, when are we doing one-hour photo? I don't know. I want to do one-hour photo. That's one of my favorite films of all time. I even hate the font in this film. The font area of where it says Detroit Police Headquarters. I fuck I, the, the font. Is Look, at, it's so twenty twenty eight, and they're back to the fucking big skinny mics from the seventies. Look at what the <laughs> mics. You, look at that thing. Look at the. It's that's because it's sexually suggestive, and people like that. It's a big old dildo. Yeah. The thing about like here we are, we are. Nearly an hour into the film, about halfway through, nothing has happened. <laughs> nothing has happened. We've seen Robocop train and get used to his suits. Look at this. Okay, this is what I don't get. If you have all this video like from like streetlight shit of people beating the fuck out of people... <laughs> <laughs> At that resolute, like, basically 1080p 60 frames. Go track them down. Or 4K. What do you mean you don't know who the fuck these people are? Or like, where that, you know. People have been able to track people down from, like, pixelated CCTV cameras. Yeah. Of, like, we're just looking for uh, anybody who might know this guy. It's like a leather jacket where's on Char- and some blonde hair. Where's Charles? I know that guy. Where's Charles Bronson? To, you know, be like, I've had enough of this shit. Well... <laughs> That's Robocop's job now. Where's 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 Bronson Cop? Bronson <laughs> Why why haven't they reanimated the corpse of Charles Bronson and have him go Oh, just imagine that. It would have been Ro- kind of fun if they Robo had... Robo Bronson. <laughs> it would have been kind of fun if they had mentioned like Charles Bronson's character from Death Wish in this. You know, just like as a little well, homage I, I throwaway. I probably can't because of who ever owns the rights to Death Wish. I don't know who does. If it was Columbia, then yeah, please do it. Yeah, I can't remember who does own the rights to it. Oh no, he's having a seizure. He's crashing. (laughs) Yes, this computer. Clap your head. Well, you know what you have to do? You just hit it if it's not malfunctioning. Blow blow into his asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Little NES cartridge. Or Genesis cartridge. Blow into his asshole. The press is waiting, so he may be having a seizure, but the press is waiting for him, so make sure oh, you get a marketing, marketing guy. Like, come on. Yeah. Come on. No, this is, I mean, because I, I kind of work in tech at my work, 
And this is that's kind of how I feel about things when people ask me to do things. Because, like you said, a computer only does what you tell it to do. And so people not don't understand computers sometimes at my work. So they want it to do things that it just does not have the possibility to do. And I love that when they ask me that. Because it's like, what do you want me to do with it? You want It doesn't know all of this stuff that you want it to do. It doesn't do all of that. It may be a computer. It may be very smart. maybe smarter than you. But it doesn't do all of that. And it's the same idea here. The computer. Hence, hence the human element. That's right. The human element. Which they keep telling us about. In case you didn't get it. The human element. Now. So that's another thing about like remakes like this. Like they have to like dumb it down. Like, like they have to check in like. So you know. Exactly. Yeah, like, like that's hey, a, hey, we're doing an audience check-in now. Just so you know. It's, it's the... That's a big thing with RoboCop and the reasons why I really dislike it. Because they do do that constant check-in. Like, oh, did you remember? This is about human beings and robots. Did you remember we're in Detroit? Did you remember things are blowing up and when Joel Kinnaman got this way because a car exploded? All of that is, like, really over the top. Too forced. As we're in part of a boring moment, just take a take an aside to say, when we saw this in theaters, we really did not like this movie at all. We talked about it for quite a while after we saw it in theaters. Now, yeah, now that right now they've overridden him to be more robot than man, so he's being, he's not responding like. Yeah, he's not responding to dad, and that's not going to be. This, this part reminds me of, like, Jingle All the Way. That little... It's old, Turb! Old, it's Turbo Time! Somebody should replace this moment with, with Turbo Hartman. Man. And Phil Hartman? <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> Phil Hartman petting a petting a reindeer. Oh, that poor man. His last <laughs> film before he got... Before he died. <laughs> Phil Hartman. Mm. I like it how this, this like, uh, mode of his... Would just be like, I don't give a shit about anybody else, but I'm just like looking for, for threats. threats. Like, man shaking my hand, fuck that guy. He's accessing criminal data. Oh, that guy looks like threat. He's got a goatee. He has a goatee. He must be a threat. What? God, that CGI jump. At least they only give him. That's the one thing I will say about this. Again, like, like, man, that new, that redesign is pretty, pretty sleek looking. Hey, hour into the film, guess who's back? Black O'Reilly. Did you forget about him? Because he's back. Samuel L. Jackson, he required at least six minutes of screen time to be in this film. Actually, that was probably the producers like, what's Samuel L. Jackson charging? He's charging how much? A million dollars a minute? <laughs> Fuck, get him Look at this. Six well, okay. minutes this is, max. This is literally CNN bullshit right here. Like, when, like, doing the whole voting thing. Like, pulling, you know, all this. <laughs> oh, yeah, pulling shit you know. out of, like... Well, you see, if you look at the map here, you know... This is... No, I, got, I think that Samuel L. Jackson was like, yeah, I'll be in your film. See, this is, what, this is what scares me about this, though. Like, again, this whole, whole point of this is... It's supposed to be saying how this is not a good thing. Yeah. It's the point of the film. Of saying, like, this is not, like, the way to for deal sure, just for sure, is yeah. not good. 
It's not giving enough context, though, to why this is a bad idea. No, because and especially yeah, especially because no, because like I'm like saying like right, like right now, like it's not <laughs> it's not really showing anything to make you decide whether or not it's a good idea or a bad idea. Because right now it's like you see that two cops behind this criminal, they don't know, but he knows. Is that's great? He just took took him fucking down and arrested him like that. No, yeah, no. It's like it's like, but they're not prefacing like. Well, they don't know because, like, the, the Fourth Amendment and, like, you know... Right, there was no context to the like, legal... You know, like, like, how, like, police procedure actually works and why it works like that and, you know... People could be labeled a threat even though that's not tr- technically true. Yeah. Things like that. And yeah. what, why there's these rights. It's, like, it's, again, it's like... Just as, like, just, just like... Just like oh, well, it's because that the, the film wants to have uh, as little actual thought in it as possible like they doesn't it doesn't really want you to think about it too much no but at the same time i get it's i understand i understand that and i'm not saying it's the film's it isn't technically it's not the film's job to like present those types of things people especially if you're a fucking american citizen you should be thinking about it already you should know this shit but as we've seen time and time again most people are fucking ignorant and don't understand this shit some people don't know the declaration of independence yeah exactly exactly Fucking NPR post, you know, the 300 tweets of, like, the line front line for the declaration, and there's people going, like, this is fucking spam, or, like, well, you know, it's like, it's like, no, like, or I think it's referring to Trump, and it's like, it's, it's, no, it's, who failed you? Did you, did you fail yourself? Like, like, you failed yourself. Like, ah, oh, and, like, like, oh, getting on a tangent here. This is a great moment to go on a tangent while Gary Oldman's talking to Boobs McGee. <laughs> Poops, McGee. She's been in the film oh, for cleavage. Oh, for, that that poor actress. For, she's been in this film for the sake of cleavage. For God's Abby sake. Cornish, known <laughs> heretofore as Boobs McGee. Cornish game. I could go for a Cornish game. No, no, no. Stop. You're too hungry to be doing this. Stop. But no, but like so, like it just, like so. I understand why they they don't present all that. Because as, as especially as if you're an American citizen, you should know these right, things. Right, right. But people don't. This was shot in Canada too. They probably have a better understanding. I of know, it. I know. But but yeah, so like and that's why like it just kind of annoys me because it's it like does yeah no and because because it's it's like, I understand because I understand people are reactionary. I understand even if you know all that, you see like stuff like this happening, you'd want re- something to be reactionary. It's an, it's a total instinct. Your desire for security is going to override your desire for, like, certain freedoms. Yes. As we've seen time and time again throughout American history. But at the same time, I think if more people were kind of, you know... Thinking about it? <laughs> they, you know, they'd have, like, a more, you know, formulated opinion. I think... Because if you think about it, I can, like... How do you like that? Was it, was it like, was it like, tw- it was like 20 years ago, what, like... People weren't like, you know, like, blue lives matter, you know, cops, this, like that. There's a lot of people who are like, fuck, pull it, you know, not just like true black people or Latinos, you know, who are, you know, possibly discriminated by the police. It wasn't even, just MC Hammer. It was, you know, a lot of people were like, no, fuck the cop, you know. Yeah, no. But yeah. now it's like, oh, you know. Generic drug guys on the street. But. How do you like that bike? It's. It's uh, very Batman ass. <laughs> I mean, they're definitely taking a lot from That was designed to sell toys. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. 
Speaking of toys, I did used to have a RoboCop toy. You know, Tron. Oh, yeah, Tron. Very Tron-like. Didn't even so think is, about so, that. So is, is Sue, too. As much as I like it, it is. Now he's become a drug commercial. <laughs> my my taser. This is what happens. This is what happens when you use Cialis. <laughs> my taser may cause uncontrollable bladder. You know you're in Detroit because of the graffiti on that wall. Oh yeah, yeah. I hope one of them says Detroit. <laughs> I'm like one of the graffiti, so you know where you're situated again. Oh, here's a generic Canadian factory number six. No, I think the biggest thing that bothers me, like we've talked about though. And you said, is that, yeah, it doesn't take time to, like, contextualize the issues with having a human... Like, you, you don't even have to, like, spell it out. No. You can still just give context to this issue. But the bigger issue is that it... it it's presenting not- it, It's presenting an argument and expecting you to be like, you're supposed to go, I'm not for that argument. Right. <laughs> and, it's con- and it also is constantly just, like, bringing it up explicitly. Yeah. There's no thought to this. It's... it's and it, to be fair, it's a summer blockbuster film, but it doesn't mean it can still be. Yeah, as, it, as, it could as, still as, have some thought to it instead of just you know hoping that the well, seeing as the action in this film for the most part is fucking lame as shit, it doesn't work as a summer blockbuster. True. <laughs> oh, look at that random explosion! Frag grenade! Epicaya, motherfucker! You're right, though. The action is really bland in this, too. It's not very... Even though you have, like, cybernetic stuff going on, it's mostly just guns blasting. All, when, I'm, when I'm watching this film, you know what this film makes me think? Man, I could be watching Dread right now. Dread or cool 80s action films? No, but I would say Dread as a comparison, because Dread came out a couple of years earlier. Why? Well, was, I... was a remake of a not-so-great take on... Judge Dredd, but yeah. even though Judge Dredd's kind of a not great film, but it's still very enjoyable to watch. At least Dredd, the remake, is, is actually fun. Well, Judge Dredd's fun. Dredd, the remake, is just fucking great. It's just awesome. See, I can't speak from that because I've never seen either of them. Well, we're going to do them. We're em. going to do them, but we've never seen either of them. But no, Dredd, Dredd is fucking great, and it gets the point across. But, and, but it's not, and it's, and it's not... Dread, basically, I would say, like, if you were like, comparing Dread and, and the Dread remake and RoboCop, because they are, like, the like the whole kind of premises are similar, mm-hmm. except Dread's not a robot, he's a person, a, a cop. And, and there's a bunch of judges, right? And well, he's called, they're he's... called, cops are called judges, because they're, they're yeah. the, they're, you know, a judge and ex- executioner. I, I know the gist of it. Yeah, so, but I mean, but, but it's done. In but, a... Good way. Great way. Visually delicious to look at. Yeah. And also not, you know, like, it doesn't spell things out for you. You can get what's, you know. I mean, getting off a, a little off topic here, I did watch um, Future Shock, the story of 2000 AD, which was a, a documentary on the comic series 2000 AD, mm. which was a, basically a weekly magazine release that had, that. that's where Judge Dredd started. Yeah. In that series. Um, and they did talk a little bit about the ill, ill <coughs> excuse me, ill-fated Judge Dread film, and then the remake Dread, which I think actually a lot of people just prefer Dread, you know, as a well, film, the, even though no, yeah, that's Dredd, kind no, of surprising. Dredd, no, Dread's much better than Judge Dread. Exactly. No, that's but, what I'm saying. But Judge Dread's still a lot of fun. It's it's 
Sylvester, it's like, it's Demolition Man levels of fun. Not as smart, nowhere near as smart as Demolition Man. But it's still fun. We'll have to do a twofer for that one. Judge Dredd and Dredd. You'd have to do them back to back. I, you wouldn't be right, able to cram exactly. It. You wouldn't be able to do them, cram them in one episode. No, no, I'm not saying that. Uh, do a twofer. Because we only do, basically we do one movie in episodes. <laughs> but we're back to the Novak report. And it... it Look at that, that fucking leisure suit of a blazer Samuel's wearing. It's kind of like in Christmas Vacation when sh- um, when they're describing uh, Randy Quaid's character, uh, Cousin Eddie, when, when uh, he's gone and kidnapped Chevy Chase's boss. She's like, he was in a, 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 a blue leisure suit. <laughs> That's what it reminds me of. Just fucking terrible. Ugly. I don't know, though. For the most part, this movie has been very bland cookie. Um, there's just not much that goes on that really keeps you hooked into this film. And it, it part of it is that it keeps swapping from different perspectives, like the Novak report. That's, that's a completely unnecessary part of this film. I think they only do it to be an homage to... Like, the original series of Robocops, which did have, like, specific commercials in there. And also, they wanted to um, kind of, well, first of all, get Samuel L. Jackson in there for really no reason. Um, But then they keep swapping from Omnicorp to uh, the actual bad guys in the film to Alex Murphy's wife. And it really just kind of takes away any of the pacing and steam that RoboCop could be generating because right now we're about an hour and 15 minutes in. There's only about 43 minutes left to go. And it's such a bore so far. There's nothing that's really gone on that that keeps you interested in this film. Now, even Alex Murphy as RoboCop is confronting his wife who's trying to stop him. She's kind of realizing that he's become more robotic than human and it's there's no there's no tension no emotional reaction to this element because so far that relationship hasn't really been a huge part of this film at all and it's hard to really have an interest in either Alex Murphy or his wife because they're really I mean there's nothing that's been going on with them boobs McGee Boobs Mickey. That's right. I, I, and now you know what? I don't even know her. Clara is her name. I, I can't they even remember her. Said it. I can't even remember her name because now I only only remember her as this Boobs Mickey. Well, you in her cleavage. It's very memorable. But yeah, I mean, do you really do you have much of an interest in their relationship at all? Like they're making it into a big thing, even though really we haven't seen that much about it. No. Because it's just generic bland. Generic, this, our main character has a relationship. You know what would have been, I guess what would have been worse is that he would, if, if Alex Murphy didn't have a relationship and he was trying to find love, but also Robocop, that would have been even worse. That would have been like the epitome of like trash. Just need, just need foreigner. They're like, I want to know love. At least this is, he has, he already has a wife and now the relationship is strained because he's technically... Half robot, half man. But I don't care about their relationship. And I think that part of the issue with the the pacing of this film is that it keeps 
jumping back and forth from all different kinds of shit. Alex Murphy training. Alex and and then Omnicorp and the bad guys and Alex's wife for no reason. There's so much like it's pulling you in all different kinds of directions and you're not really getting any it's, sort of tension from it. It's not interesting. No. I'm not <laughs> It's it's just not interesting. And how, how is there months later still shit in this driveway where he can, <laughs> he can find it. evidence of? Well, because he's a robot, he can scan things that other people don't see. Oh no! See, there you go. He's disobeying protocol, but they're interested in his research. Well, no, because Gary Oldman's the. Reluctant, like he's doing, like because he he doesn't want him to be fully robot. He wants you know the yeah. human element. He, he and, does want the human yeah. element. Whereas Michael Keaton, that bastard, he, he only wants fucking the robot. money and fucking money. Look at that! He can he can reenact the entire scene. That would be kind of cool in some situations no, to be this, able to relive this is it. Fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's like 80s level of explosions sometimes. Like, I'm thinking Death Wish. Car just randomly explodes? Car randomly explodes, or remember in that restaurant with the bomb with in the suitcase? Um. With Danny Trejo? They got, they got her name wrong. It's not Tits McGee. Yeah. Boobs McGee. Biological. No, critical? Just critical? <laughs> I would say it's more than critical. His condition is, like, imminently dead. His dopamine levels. I wonder how accurate the science is on this. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> guess not very. I think they just took words and, uh... His happiness levels are off the charts right now. Uh, 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 uh sun watched that. I love how they, he can... He can... Has a measurement for, like, stress, anxiety. It's because of his facial his tics. You can tell stress by the that kid was showing as much emotion as fucking Haley Joe Osmond. Like, well, that actually wasn't a kid. It was a board. (laughs) They put a wooden board in the window and made it look like a kid. It was plank from it. (laughs) I think (laughs) this film is a exercise in like how many good how many good names can you have in it. And how little can they care about it? Like, Gary Oldman. He doesn't really seem that attached to this film. I think he's just reading lines, to be honest with you. Same thing with Samuel L. Jackson. I think he's just having fun with the whole role because of it being able to mock Fox News. But other than that, it doesn't really seem like anybody is very interested in this movie at all. Alright, we've got... Why would you? We've got a suspect... (laughs) It's a black guy. <laughs> it's his partner. We've got a suspect. It makes sense. I love it. All the future cars. He's still driving a fucking like 2004 Chevy Impala. <laughs> we have to remember it's <laughs> or Ma- or Malibu. Look at those well, but, but with the updated hubcap yeah. rims, <laughs> new cool <laughs> rims. How many? Uh, all right, so the original RoboCop was pretty ultra violent. It's rated R. This is rated PG thirteen. Yeah. Do you think this would benefit from an R rating? 
No, because they're not creative enough to fucking make it. <laughs> to give it an actual... Yeah. And and I, I'm not a... Like, I'm not mad when I see a movie that is being remade and the original was an R and the new one's a PG-13. No, because if you can do it with the right tact... Yeah, you don't need the rating. I don't really care about no. the rating. But at the same time, a lot of times these films, they just don't have any creativity. So... Give it a PG-13 rating, give it an R rating, doesn't matter. Still not gonna, gonna make it any better. Maybe some nudity would help. <laughs> almost had it. Boogs McGee almost whipped him out. Mm, yeah. Her paycheck wasn't, didn't quite... Ooh, what do we got for whiskey there? Ah, we couldn't see it. Couldn't see the label fast enough. Didn't clear quite in time for, like, her to be like, alright, I'll put, I'll take my tits out. Do you like the phones in this? I haven't really noticed them. Basically a holographic look at, that, look at that GTA level, like, GPS he had in his, like, like directing him, like. I gotta say, the the main villain, not as interesting as uh, Die Hard's main villain, Hans Gruber. Unrelated, but. No, just saying. I like Hans Gruber more. I wish uh, RoboCop had this. This RoboCop movie had Hans Gruber in it. Although, was he dead at the time? Uh no, I don't think Alan Rickman was. I think yeah. he died like a year or two later. Yeah, I think so. I think that's right. Twenty. Yeah, I think that's. Even still, I would not. I would if Alan Rickman was in this film. I'd like E two. <laughs> yeah, really. Seriously, <laughs> they got you too. You have sleep money. Why? <laughs> yeah, I think at this time he's probably finishing up the Deathly Hallows. So. No, it'd be, uh, be done by then. Wasn't it done by like 2012? You know, well, there's, there's two parts. I know, but. So I, I don't know. Look at that. Bam. This is PG-13 instead of R because you don't see blood. Yeah, people can get shot up in all kinds of ways, but as long as there's Isn't no... Isn't this amazing? Splits. Look at this. This is fine. Show a tit. Arc. Yeah. Show a dick, you're getting NC-17. Actually, though, Titanic got away with it. Because it was tasteful boobage. Got a PG-13 boob. I thought it was R. I don't think so. Well, I, I think Titanic's PG-13. Now I gotta look it up, because it's more interesting than... Uh, <laughs> this gunfight that's just... This gunfight that's, that's just like... Well, a predator mode now. We got the heat, you know, infrared. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, now I gotta look it up because I'm really cons. I'm I'm not sure what it was. I could have swore I, it was I could have swore maybe it, maybe it was an R, and I'm I'm uh, just uh, wrong about that. But I I I could have swore it was a PG thirteen. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a PG thirteen. First, first. <laughs> yeah. First, first thing to pop at Google was it's weird to see that Titanic got a PG thirteen rating with them boobs. Yeah, IG, an IGN thread. That's great. That's just God bless the internet. Well, we looked all that up, and we're still in a, a boring gunfight. Who would have thunk? Wow! Did you like that music cue? Like it was dark and bing. The lights come on, and so does the music. I will, I will let you know in House of Cards, Joel Kinnaman is just as uh, 
bland and uninteresting and emotionless. Is he supposed to be in that film though? Because in this film, it in that, does in that TV series or yeah series. Uh, no, he's running for president on the Republican ticket so against a, so against Kevin Spacey. Supposed to have some charisma. He's a young up and co- young <clears throat> up and governor coming governor Republican governor from what state? I don't know. Great state of New York. Oh, and what? Who's our guy? I mean, who who's getting uh, what Republicans getting elected to the governorship in this state? Yeah, anytime? seriously. I think George Pataki might be the last one for going. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, we're about an hour and twenty five minutes into this film. Is there a semblance of plot yet? Have we gotten a a whole idea of what's going on here? A little bit. We know we're, we're trying to find Antoine Vallon. Hmm. We know that Alex Murphy has now tracked down the, some of the people who bombed How him. How did he get have a gun? In well, the it, cops yeah. station? Because they're all on the take! All these damn dirty cops! Dirty cops. Detroit and dirty cops. They go hand in hand. Not Wanda Sykes, the sergeant. No, that's not Wanda Sykes. I know that's why I said not Wanda Sykes. <laughs> but her hair makes me think of Wanda Sykes. <clears throat> I was making good money on the side. That's uh, Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, you got blown up to smithereens. But I was making good money. So, uh, <laughs> weighing the options... Yeah. Oh no, that's the bad thing about being a cyborg. You can shut down. Just restart. He's him. like a, he's like an Ava unit. He actually needs to be hooked up to the power source. If he goes, if he gets disconnected, he only get like five minutes of yeah. battery life before he just sh- you know shits you know. So who's the real villain here? Is it Michael Keaton? Is he a villain? Who the fuck cares? Yeah. <laughs> The, Don't ask these questions. The who, the are, fu- who the fuck The cares? themes are just not... I, I think we've delved enough into the mire that is. Robocops. Who, who the fuck cares at this point? Yeah, again, that's a problem with within Robocop, is that, do we really care at this point? No, not really. There's a... It's a, just a very tiring... Look at film. this. Look at this. Hey! Samuel, you want to do good satire? Watch Starship Troopers, you dumb. <laughs> Another Paul of your film. It's amazing how he does great, you know, great satirical. That's true. He does do great satirical films. He should have done this one, too. Should have done No, because he did the original. No, I know. He should have done the remake, too. He probably was like, no, fuck Wouldn't it. be the first time one of the directors remade their own films. Michael Hanucky did no, uh, I did, no. 20 games. No, no. That's also stupid. Your film's done. It's done. Don't touch it. Well, you did it for an American audience. Still, don't touch it. No. I. That's why like, George Lucas is like a bastard. Like, stop ch- trying to go back and... Oh! oh. We got Claire Murphy or Boobs McGee. She's watching very... Uh, With a low-cut shirt. And teary-eyed her, as her she wedding about Alex Murphy going on a rampage. <laughs> See, this is the thing that I don't Why like. would she be watching this... 
news like uh, specifically yeah. like yeah we're there she's watching was, the, new, was there a news war and all that was left was you know pseudo fox they yeah, destroyed right. CNN and MSNBC and she looks like a, like an intelligent person she wouldn't be watching that trife no she looks like she actually might be watching MSNBC unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> no actually in this future Rachel Maddow got sent to, to a gulag and <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh boy a gulag Ugh. This is a slog, though. I can't believe you made us watch this miserable film again. <laughs> One of our buddies went to take a shit for 45 minutes because it was so bad when we saw it in theaters. And he didn't miss anything! That's the, th- that's the thing about it! I still can't get over the... Mu- Look at this scarf she's wearing. She had to go... She was going on TV. She said... I need to wear a ridiculously gaudy scarf in order to... uh, Cover up my tits. (laughs) (laughs) Oops, McGee. Look at the curtain this lady's wearing. Like, she's like, we're like... I still can't get over fucking... Markety McMarkety Man. Like, like, you know, like... like, Rubbing his hands and then Michael Keaton in, like, his track jumper and jeans. Like, hmm. At least Michael Keaton... Had an Academy-nominated film with Birdman after this. Because... That doesn't, that doesn't mean anything. Has Joel... I mean, besides Suicide Squad, has Joel Kinnaman really come back from this? What else has he been in besides this? I don't Well, yeah, but it's a minor role, isn't it? No, he's like the focal point. He's like, um... Uh-huh. He's, um... Kevin Spacey and... He's made, like, Arch Enemy for season four and half of season five. But I guess... Once you do something like this, then you're a shoe-in for we need a bland male protagonist character with, with muscles. Because that's exactly what they... They really w- have muscles, though. That's exactly what they wanted for Suicide Squad, and that's what they got. Because did you remember him in Suicide Squad? No. No, he's a dumbass that like Enchantress. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's th- that, that was exactly what they were looking for in Suicide Squad, and that's what they got. And now he's in for good. Because they've got Suicide Squad 2 coming out, probably in 2019. And he's in for that. He's don't probably going to be... Don't yeah, even, I know. Don't even talk about it. You know it. we're going to be seeing that. Uh. Just because. Just because. Just to torture ourselves. We're going to be seeing that. Oh, no. Gary Oldman. Upset. We can't have a cyborg rampaging around Detroit. We can't have Steve Jobs, you know. Apparently, but that, that is what he, he is. Michael Keaton basically is. He is like Steve Jobs. Mm-hmm. Basically, bottom line is whatever works, whatever makes money, get it out there. And who knows? Is he right? He's Stop. making money. Making money. They've changed the face of history. They don't think the police will die in duty. If you don't want to die on duty... Don't sign up to be a policeman? Yeah. Same yeah. Thi- no, same thing as being a soldier. If, if Being a soldier, being a fireman, you know the you know the risk. Yeah. Same thing with my job. If I like, got killed like yeah. by a fucking reckless like Lyft driver who's like, you know, like... Like a pallet gave out or something, like when they're lifting and it like... Even though I'm like within a safe... Technically safe range, you could still possibly, you know... Something fall and fucking hit me from like fifty feet in the air. 
It's part of the job. You'd be like, you'd be a ghost, and you'd be like, yeah, yes, uh, I knew that could happen. Yeah, part of the risk. Shit, that sucks, but I knew. It could I'm, not say, I'm not saying. I'm not. I'm Don't mistake that for you know signing off on you know it's okay for it to happen. But again, it's it's part of the you know. But you know the risks. There People risk, sign up for it yeah. because you know it's and they know it. So that's so why you get compensated slightly better. Here we got the Novak element. Uh, look at the look at the yeah like yeah. No cover covering the Senate like something's. By the way, in case they're, they're demanding like to get like to get these robots on you know. Out onto the street. street. The Senate's got to pass a bill. Somebody didn't take American history because you'd also know for a bill to get passed, it also has to be passed in the House. I mean, it's it. The both houses have to pass the exact bill for it. To, you know, you can't just like, well, the Senate passed that bill, yeah. so now it's law. Yeah. <laughs> and we're back with Boobs McGee. This is the most uninteresting part of the film by far. We do. There's not, there's no. Look at again. Look at the curtain this lady's wearing. So like, well, that's what somebody took drapes and like, here you go. You're 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 wearing some drapes from Bed Bath and Beyond. That's what future business people wear. Drapes, drapes, and in their houses lit by lampshades from 1974. Oh, but (laughs) you know what? Even though it's 2028, Yu-Gi-Oh cards are still in. Uh, you'd be surprised. They're surviving. No, you would be very surprised about, like, how, like, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, Magic, how, all of the... How much, how big they are still? Yes. Mean? Yeah. I, I... People I know, people I know at my job... They still, still collect? Po- like, Pokemon. <clears throat> wow. Not judging. I mean, it's just, I, even as like when Pokemon, like the game and the anime, was huge. I was never into the cards because I just I did like I I don't get it. I like the game and the TV, you know. So I don't care. Yeah. I'm just saying you'd be surprised still, like how like how? Tra- trading card games like that are still pretty, pretty big. I love how they're gonna I, just. I've had I've had friends try to show me how to play like, Magic. You're like no, and I was like, literally, like, like I don't you care. Don't have, you don't have the money or the time. To <laughs> yeah, no, I was literally that. like, saying, like I do not care. I love how they're they're just like wantonly gonna willingly take out Gary Oldman's character. Yeah, who gives a shit? Just, you know, <laughs> just a lowly scientist. We'll just take him out. No big deal. <sighs> <laughs> Alex had a psychotic break. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. No, that's what some producer said. Michael Keaton <laughs> and Michael Keaton showed up. <laughs> I heard about Beetlejuice too. <laughs> no, sorry, Michael Keaton. <laughs> We're not doing Beetlejuice too. Oh, they removed the transmitter, so Alex Murphy can do whatever he wants now. Look at the bug eye. That's the thing. I love that about Joel Kinnaman in this film. Is that you need... Oh, um, I'm sorry. Did you need emotion? Okay, bug eyes. You know what You know his emotional range is? Zoolander's uh, poses. Magnum. Blue steel. Yeah, that's right. They're all the same, man. Mm. They're all the same. Look at that. Look at that. Michael Keaton's moving in. <laughs> 
Michael <laughs> Keaton no- has seen the CCTV videos of her tits, and he's like, Boobs uh, McGee. He wants in. Um, I want to bring up, too, we had wanted to gr- get Zima for the show tonight <laughs> because it was out. And it's back. It, it's back. It's it's back for a limited time. So we wanted to pick it up because we're watching a crappy movie. We wanted to get a shitty beer to go with it. Unfortunately, we could not find Zima anywhere anymore. And I know I've seen it in a couple places. And we looked in. They did not have it. So my thoughts are after July 4th, the distributors were like, if those don't sell, you burn them. <laughs> you you burn them and you burn them hot. That's the thing I don't understand. Like, you know how like like three years, two, three years ago they brought, like no, two years ago they brought back Surge in 16 ounce cans for a limited time? Yeah. It's still around. But they're only still producing in single 16 ounce cans. Well, it's still limited. Why not just fucking put it in 20 ounce bottles and like 12 packs and... People like Surge. Just fucking do it already, Coke. Because they're toying with you. Well, I know, because it's like the novelty of, like, ooh, it's Surge, but, you know, but, like, come on. And they like the limited time. But it's not. Even at least, though it's not, At least Crystal like... Pepsi, when that came out last year, that was literally for this, like, partially the partial bit of the summer and it's gone. Yeah. Though I wish it stuck around. No, I agree. I mean, I... Because Crystal Pepsi was pretty good. I mean, I... I... No, it was. Generic army guys now. I like this. You got a battle that's about to happen, and you got the you got Boogs McGee and Child walking in tow. <laughs> Just gotta listen to generic military guy give orders. We're starting to get to the climax of this film, and uh, it's still not very exciting. Um, As Michael Keaton now knows that... Not Michael Keaton, my bad. As Joel Kinnaman knows that Michael Keaton has been behind his uh, attempted murder. He's looking for him. Um... Not really anything, still not anything really emotionally investing going on within the film. Um, Because honestly, you you can't really feel bad for uh, Joel Kinnaman, Alex Murphy's character, for getting blown up. So him finding out that Michael Keaton's, you know, has been behind it all and he's looking for revenge to go after him and arrest him. You, you really don't can't give a shit about it. No, I don't. Beca- beca- because you don't really care. There's not about, enough you, to care about because that you don't care about Alex Murphy and you don't care about like you're like oh, Michael Keaton's an asshole, but whatever. You're just like yeah, whatever. I think that yeah, I think <laughs> that's the biggest okay. thing. Oh, he's a scummy businessman. All right. Yeah. yeah, true. I mean, he's the he's a scummy businessman, and that's really all. Like even him is he's a very stereotypical generic character. He's a scummy business guy, and that's pretty much all you know about him. Bottom line is the the main key, and that's it. And it's the same thing with Alex Murphy. Like, by the time he becomes RoboCop, we don't know much about him. He's not really a human... He doesn't really have a human element to him to begin with, so... There's no tension or dynamics to this film. 
Oh, we got the SWAT team pursuing. Hopefully it's the same team from Saw. <laughs> Another busy night in the Saw for yeah, Exactly. <laughs> All over Detroit. Now... <coughs> Do you like how these ED, these EDs are basically, um, these ED 209s are basically just, they just, they're in the beginning for like the three seconds and now they're just showing up at the end. Like, they had them like stationed at Michael Omnicorp's base like, hey, just in case, uh, Alex Murphy shows up, get some ED 209s out. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I, I wish they were in it more because I think they look pretty cool. They almost look like ATATs or something like that. But, but I, I think like, and it also reminds me of Ghost in the Shell too, like oh, the the Tachikoma, the Tachikoma, in the like the final moments of like the the not, you know, the new Ghost in the Shell, but in the original Ghost in the Shell, which would I mean the new one wasn't out at this time, but the old Ghost in the Shell definitely reminds me of that element where he's like kind of shooting a machine gun into the the um ED two hundred nines same same concept. Look at this. One guy jumping in front of the machines. Please don't shoot. Please don't shoot Robocop. I mean, how often do you see this many Detroit police members in the in Detroit anyway? I think they just they're all, they're let all crime a, run rampant. They're all on break. <laughs> Random child. You know, gotta have random child. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the whole wife and kid thing is just a way to shoehorn in some more uh, human element to Alex Murphy. But if you didn't have this, if you didn't have the wife and kid, would you even really ever consider Alex no. Murphy to be an, no, a person? <laughs> no, again, she's here. Yeah, that sounds bad. She's literally here for tits. She doesn't show her tits, but she's literally here to like, He's got a set of tits to go home to. You want to see him survive, because he's got a set of tits to go home to, possibly. He's got, he's got to get the girl. No, I mean, I don't. I wouldn't even say that. go that far, but it's just like eye candy. It's it's a, it's a, there's no, no I mean, it's, there's no use for it. No, it's but it's, really it's, it's, no, it's, it's. It's, it's unfortunate. It, no, it's unfortunate, and it's there, but again, like, it's, it's the whole, her whole purpose is so you can be like, look, he's got tits at home. <laughs> You can relate to that. He's got something to go home to. Most people who are probably watching this are like, yeah, I got poops to go home to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whether, whether. Testosterone you know, fueled audience. Yeah, well, yeah oh, do you, can you see a lot of women who are like, <laughs> yeah, Robocop. I, I really <laughs> want to go see the remake of Robocop. No, but I think you're right, though. There, There is that aspect of like, he's got a woman at home. I wish I had a woman at home. Or if you yeah. have one, like, oh. I better I make, do that for my woman. I better make sure I don't, I don't get blown up in a fucking car explosion. I have that. Uh, no, I you know, I, especially with the way they preface it before he gets blown up. He's about to get tits and you know, yeah, some vajayj, and then it's all just blown to hell. Well, <laughs> this is the new version of the slasher film. <laughs> don't have sex, or else you get blown up in a car bomb from by terrorists. Yeah, I I think that's. I think you're right, though, about that testosterone-fueled audience who are like, women, I gotta do it for the woman. You know, I gotta <laughs> and the kid, pr- protect you know, the woman and he's and got kid. a kid, he's got, you know. Yeah. Protect my lineage. 
the Murphy name must go on. <laughs> yeah, this whole this whole uh, conclusion is very lackluster. Though. The whole movie is lack. Like again, I feel like no, we're literally. I, I was saying, well, you have to go take a piss. I'm like, yeah, we're at the climax, and um, still nothing has happened. Nope. And he's found out that you know, you know, this is all a charade, and he's been like framed, and that's not meaningful at all. No, it's uh, it's pretty boring actually. There's no, there's no stakes to this. I agree. There's no, there is no stakes. <laughs> Under arrest for the attempted murder of a police officer. Meaning, Alex Murphy. Oh no! <laughs> Robocop can't engage Michael Keaton. Now, <laughs> now, yeah, yeah, now, yeah, now they care about, like, we don't even have a warrant. Like, yeah, just. Yeah, but when he uh, murdered a guy in the crowd... No, he didn't murder. He well, stunned he, him. he stunned him. Tased him. When he but... tased him in a crowd... Yeah, no, like no, just... No concern yeah. for a warrant at that time. Yeah, just... It's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, but now... Well, because... No, see, that works. Because the layman, like I said, was saying earlier, would be like... Yeah, he's a fucking... Ba- he's got the camera, and like, yeah, fuck... Book him, Dano, but in this, like... Well-educated, rich businessman is like, you don't have a warrant. He's like... Shit, you got me. <laughs> Well-educated white business. <laughs> the, you know the the fucking you know civil de- civil defense for that guy is like yeah no fuck fuck that guy just yeah. you know <laughs> look I got fifty yeah. I, I have fifty other cases to deal with you just just give me a lenient deal and we'll call well, you know <laughs> well Michael Keaton doesn't have a risky goatee so there's no concern yeah. over him he's he's got a well coiffed head of yeah. hair so. It's like, yeah, that guy probably plays golf on the weekends. He's okay. <laughs> like, what what bad could he possibly have done? He doesn't need to steal anything. <laughs> He's rich as fuck. <laughs> but yeah, no. So, no, that, that, in that sense, that makes sense. Like, obviously, like, yeah, that guy's a bum. Who the fuck cares? And his civil, his civil attorney's like, I got 50 other cases to deal with right now. Just give me a fucking, you know, decent plea. All right, yeah, whatever. And then Michael Keaton's got a shit ton of lawyers and educated. He's like, I don't even have a warrant. And he's like, Oh. Yeah. And the end done. <laughs> Robocop just ends. Robo, Robocop, like, Robo, oh, Robo, yeah. Robocop two will just be a uh a, uh you know, like a ju- like a trial like trial movie of just like Robocop and yeah, Michael Keaton. Oh, that looks so bad. Well that oh the head oh, that looks so Fucking bad! Oh, oh, that's that's miserable to look at. The lungs do look really bad. The f- no, it's mainly the face. Well, yeah, nicely superimposed. What an anticlimactic showdown! No, you're right. Even like the fights with the ED two hundred nine, it's just like, oh, oh, now he's going back to the classic silver. And, you... and and not and no one gave a fuck. No, seriously. <laughs> I wonder how many think pieces were written about the black sleek outfit in 2048. 2028. What does it mean? What does it mean? 2028. 2028, yeah. What does it mean that RoboCop's black? Wow. 
I don't. To be what, honest, wow, with you, what an unnecessary low shot so you can get, like kind of get like a look a, look at her ass. Like to be to be honest with you, I don't even remember how this RoboCop ends <coughs> because it was so unmemorable. Uh, it ends with Samuel L. Jackson going to the tire. theater. Does it? Yeah, like his like. Oh, yeah. you know what? I think it does. Yeah, he like Which, he, goes, he goes on like a Bill O'Reilly type. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Fuck it. Which almost yep, there it is. Yeah. Which almost makes me. It's a weird idea that most of this film is shot from the perspective of someone who watches Fox News. Because <laughs> it doesn't really mesh well with the idea. Taken by cell phone so that it was shot in vertical instead of horizontal. Yeah, what a, what a great phone video that was. Poor Samuel. I bet Samuel L. Jackson was... It shot this in one day. Probably was like, I'll be on set for one day. day. You get all the, the shots yeah. that you need. Because all of these could have been done on a soundstage. And not only that, like, we were talking about, like, how this film is, um, you know, like, being so heavy-handed. Not only is it heavy-handed in its, in its message, <laughs> as this is great, this... This is why they hired Samuel L. Jackson to go fucking, you know, Samuel L. Snakes on a plane. But, I mean, they, like, the message is so heavy-handed. But at the same time, they're like, they literally give you, like, here's the moral of the story. Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, they absolutely sum it up for you. It's like, did you miss it? So they're like, they have, like, a fucking newspaper smacking you over the head. Like, did you fucking get it, Timmy? Did you understand? Yeah. It's too much. It's it's way too much. <laughs> you sound like a... T- <laughs> yeah. I mean... It's... <laughs> such a super... Imp- great superimposed flag on the... Oh, uh, it'd be great if someone totally had totally a Fox News. It'd be great if somebody in the background <laughs> had a fucking kazoo going like... Yeah, right. That would be great. That would be. It wouldn't be out of line either. Look at that. Three writers for this film. I thought the law and the law was. This fucking doesn't fit at all. Ah. Well, they tried to fight the law with robots in Law One. No, no. I mean, like, I, I like if this was a better done film, this like tongue in cheek would work. It's, it's not though. It's like. Well, this film took three writers, man. Took three writers. That doesn't matter. By the way, shocking Gary Oldman got second billing, and Michael Keaton got third. Yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about that. Because but, he's really got more of a, a part than... I mean, Gary Oldman, okay, he, he kind of, he'll make more sense out of all of them to get, like, second billing, but Michael Keaton's, re- like... Uh, he's more okay. He's in this film more than I remember him being in. Yeah, I don't remember him being that like. I mean, we knew he was the central villain, but I don't. I remember him from the theater of him having like five minutes of screen time. He's in it a little bit more. Well, we also remembered the length of this film wrong because it's sub two hours, and we thought it was like two and a half hours. It's, okay, it's barely sub. It's three minutes. No, you're you're right. It's it is. It's. But I mean, I was th- saying like we thought it was a lot longer because it feels a lot longer. It feels oh yeah. There's the the final, the final credit part. Title card. RoboCop. 
Alright, so as we're going through the credits now, let's kind of probably sum it up. It's bad. Let's let's uh, start with you before I go into my your rant. Yeah, it's bad. I I did not enjoy it when I first saw it. I I especially didn't enjoy it, enjoy it here because not only is this film um, just like not a good film in general, but even trying to do an audio commentary, there's barely any funny things to or fun things to point out about it. It's like the. the this so we fucked up. We should have done Terminator Genesis well, instead. This two hours was a difficult two hours to summarize because there's so little going on. Imagine like the actual like director commentary or something for yeah, this. It's They're so like, hard. Like, they'd be like, ah, you know, like things happened. What were you thinking in this? Well, uh, we thought it looked cool. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. There's so much, so little going on that it's hard to point out the good things about RoboCop. We we did mention one. We did mention the cool black sleek outfit. That's that's one Robo thing. Suit, yeah. But there's no like it's not even so good that it's bad where you or not, so bad that it's good. No, not even close. That we could point out like stupid things that are like, wow, that's really Fucking really awesome because it's it's stupid and it's there, it's not even like that. It's mostly a boring film, and I think that's the biggest issue with it. And when we walked out of it, this, that when we saw it in theaters, we were like, wow, that was so vapid. So unoriginal. <laughs> wow, great use of vapid. I mean, but it is. That's exactly what it is. And and I, it's so devoid of any character or artistic creative license. It's just so generic, hardcore generic. Right down the middle. To the point that it's not even mediocre. Exactly. And how generic it is. And yeah. Um. Okay, here's, here's my little rant and tangent. Go for it. This is a bad movie. This is a very bad movie. I will say, before I get into my rant, on second watch, this is nowhere near as miserable as I thought it was the first time I saw it. The first time I saw it, I thought this was one of the most miserable films I've ever seen. Where you're also drinking and had to host a podcast at the same time, so it's kind of hard to be... Un- fully, fully yeah. engaged. Yeah, yeah. But I will say, it wasn't as miserable as I remember it being. That being said, this is still a miserable film. Sure was. There is no real plot to this. It's a fucking two-hour film, and there's nothing... nothing essentially, nothing happens in this film that's noteworthy. How... Alex Murphy becomes RoboCop takes fucking 30 minutes and it's done in such a unimpressive uninspired way it's nowhere near as memorable as the original RoboCop no. it does, it won't stick with you at all it's just like oh, another like terror spot type thing which I understand with, with what they were kind of what they were going with for that because that fits you know today with people, oh my god, terrorists, oh my god, car bombs, and all this Yeah, other. surprise car yeah. bombs. So, <laughs> Random guy I, I understand, but at the same time, it doesn't work in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, Especially with how you connect it to, like, it was all a setup by, you know, Michael Keaton. He could have had one of these paraplegics already fucking be it, but no, he decided to, you know, have a bomb go off on this cop. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a terrible... But, so... The acting throughout this entire uh, film is miserable. Joel Kinnaman is bad. Yeah. I don't understand why <laughs> they thought it was necessary to cast him as RoboCop. I, I like who, there had to have been somebody out there. They had a bit more presence, a bit could that could have been 
pulled off RoboCop. Then Peter Weller as RoboCop is not again. He's robotic, but he's not like bland and boring. Well, it's important that he has, he's not robotic at the beginning of the yeah. film. And he has, you know, character and charisma. But yeah. in this, the whole leading up to him becoming RoboCop as just Alex Murphy, he's so bland and boring, you know, generic. You don't care. And when they bring in, like, his family, you don't care. Like, he's hitting that ass tonight. <laughs> you know, he's just like, oh, I'm a miserable, you know, I'm a cop and I've been away. And, like, my wife's handing me a beer to drink. And we're going to because, you know, she hasn't seen me in a while because I'm so dedicated to the job. It's fucking stupid. It's cliche and been overdone. Gary Oldman is okay. Yeah, does what he can. He phones it in totally, sure. but but he's okay. He's not like he's not bad, mm-hmm. but he's it's again. Gary Oldman's a very well respected actor. He's done plenty of great works in his career so far. You can tell he's phoning it in, but even when he's phoning it in, it's all right. Michael Keaton, as good of an actor as Michael Keaton, the fact is that he doesn't give a shit in this movie. It definitely shows, and he can't get away with just being. I don't give a shit, Michael Keaton. True. He's just there. He's there. And then everyone else is literally, again, just there. His wife, Tits McGee. See, that? some people are like, that's offensive. But it's like, literally, she's just Tits McGee. Call it what it is. She's just literally there. Exactly. It, and the same I thing. Mean, she's it's more so, I would say, a problem with Robocop yeah, than no, anything else. No, it's not. It's, don't I, don't, do I, I don't blame with her. She just has nothing to do. Same thing with the kid. The kid's literally just there like, he's got a kid. He's got doe eyes. You should care because he's got a kid. But you don't. And Samuel and, L... And with that, we've reached the end of the film, just so you know. Yeah. And Samuel L., he's just there. He's he's enjoyable of being his, you know, over-the-top stereotype. But, but, it, but he's just... He's literally just there. So it doesn't matter. Definitely. There's nothing memorable about the score in this film. No. There's none of the action in this film. I can't name a single action piece from this film that's memorable or enjoyable. It's like, oh wow, look at that. It's all very bland, by the numbers, over-the-top CGI, which again, takes away from the brilliance of the original RoboCop, because the practical effects in that are so fucking good. They did a great job with the limited budget they had to make what was the action that happened in that movie look great and gritty and realistic. Yeah. And this is just bland... Literally, video game Call of Duty level, like, here's a target reticle and all these things, and lights going out, and you're pretty, you know. Yeah. It's boring. It's boring as fuck. So, overall, I would say it's not an enjoyable film. It's not as miserable as I remember, but it might be because I actually had beer to drink during this. We had stuff to do. Yeah, Yeah. and had to be engaged in, like, giving a commentary. (laughs) This is not a good film. No. Um... And I think it's a shame. I think RoboCop is something you could... Like, I'm not a fan of remakes to begin with, but I think a well-done RoboCop... Because, again, the original had political overtones and satire, and when with today's modern politics and what's going on, you could definitely readapt it and to fit into a more modern narrative. And it, could, and it would benefit from it. But the fact that this film is... Late on the premise of, like, you know, like, Fox News. Which, again, with what this film does, you don't even need the fucking Fox News narrative of, like, you know, the, like, oh, we're making fun of, you know, Bill O'Reilly. Right. Because Warren's been done to death by 2014. Not only that, nothing happens in this film that makes that even necessary. You don't even need, like, a media critique. No. 
you just can have the critique on the idea of having robot police and what's you know where do you need a human element? Make it like you know the ghost in, ghost in the shell. Problem is when it's tackling that viewpoint, it does it so piss poor, so ham over fist. You're not getting any of the process, you know, the thinking process of what Ghost in the Shell offers, where you have to think and, like, oh, and engage yourself. Yeah. The film's really telling you, like, here's what we're proposing, and this is what you should lean towards. So there's no interest there. Mm. So the film fails in that point. And as in, even if you take all that out as a piece of as a piece of entertainment, fails. It's miserable. Yeah. It's not enjoyable. It's boring. It's a slog. It's boring. Definitely. So what would you give Robocop out of 10 ED-209s? Better in the film <clears throat> for two minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll give it a 3 out of 10. 3 out of 10? Wow, that's pretty low. But I gotta agree. Um, I may even... I may go... I'm always a little bit le- more lenient than you, so I'd probably go a 4 out of 10. But still, at the same time, it's just not an enjoyable film. Whatsoever. I mean, I I mean, I think now I'd give it a 4 out of 10. Because I, I know when I left the film, I'd give it like a 3 out of 10. When you saw it in theaters. But I'll, even though I found it more tolerable and not anywhere near as offensive as I did the first time through... You still have that memory of I'll, it. The, the memory of seeing that film and, being, and still being fucking aggravated and angry about it. I'll, I'll stick to it. Yeah. So I'll stick to my guns on that and say a three. Uh, I mean, look, again, this is like a remake that makes me think I don't understand how certain remakes I mean, even aren't that bad. Like the Ghostbusters remake. Sure, did I want to see a remake of Ghostbusters? No. But it wasn't anywhere near as bad <laughs> As people made it out to be, fuck no. Yeah. And not only that, comedy is kind of a thing that you can get less offensive about because the whole point of it is just to fucking laugh. You either laugh or you don't. You're either going to find what they're doing funny or not. And in both of these films, they have like a message and a satire to deliver. One does it extremely well, and this one fucking doesn't. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's. This is nowhere near the levels of 1987 Robocop, for yeah. sure. I wonder if Paul Verhoeven saw this. I he probably did, and he probably was really upset. <laughs> to be honest, or he's probably, uh, or he was probably like, yeah, whatever. I got paid for my other stuff, so <laughs> whatever. Well, we hope you enjoyed our audio commentary of RoboCop 2014, and uh, hopefully, you enjoyed it more than the movie because we sure didn't enjoy the movie. <laughs> um, but thank you for sticking around with us for two years, and we've got. At least two more to go. No, I'm just kidding. We don't have an end date in sight. Um, but we're, we're going to be around if for one the of time us, being. If, if one of us dies, we're going to replace. That's know? right. Yeah, we'll just replace him with a, another co-host. But um, we're, we plan around to be around for a long time to come. But thank you for everybody who's listened to us and subscribed to us on iTunes and everything like that. We appreciate it. Uh, it's been a fun two years, and we hope to do a lot more. Um, next week... We are going to cover Spider-Man Homecoming. What a fucking terrible name for a movie. Well, you may not like the name, but apparently it's getting some pretty good reviews so far, so... I almost feel like, though, at this point, though, when it comes to, like... Uh, I'm not excited for it because... With comic... I feel almost feel like at this point when it comes to comic book movies, there are, there's no in-between for them anymore. Yeah. It's either they're giving them great reviews, even though they don't deserve it, or they're like, it's total shit. There's no, like, it's a movie. And actually, no... Doctor Strange. I think most people, even we, even no, because we, even, I know we were, we were like, 
It was all right. It was just yeah. kind of a movie. It was a movie, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not excited about Spider-Man Homecoming, and because... To- Tobey Maguire will always be my spider No, not because of that, but just because I'm sick to a death Spider-Man of the Ravers? Spider-Man origins. You know what I mean? I'm, I don't need to see any Uncle more. Uncle Ben gets shot again for the eighth time. Right, exactly. I'm sick to death of that. So, well, that's the same thing with the Batman movies, as we said before. Like, okay, we don't... We, Thomas and Martha <clears throat> Wayne get shot outside the theater with Bruce as a child with, you know, the mask is <coughs> We aren't... Yeah, yeah. I'm, d- I'm done with that. I'm just done with that. So, I, while I'm, I can't say that I'm super excited about it, I do see that it's been getting some pretty good reviews. So I didn't even see the reboot. The Amazing Spider-Man? Didn't even, yeah, no, it didn't bother at all. I saw it. I thought it was pretty good. So, we'll see. I mean, in, in that sense, it's a little bit different because there's Gwen Stacy in that instead of Mary Jean Parker and stuff like that. So, it's a little different. But, I'm still not ex- that excited about it. But we'll see. I mean, I I definitely think that if it's right in line with the rest of the Marvel films, it's going to be a fine film. It's going to be pretty good. Um, but we'll see if we like it better than like Doctor Strange. Uh, so that'll be next week. So stick with us then. And uh, obviously, you can find us on all kinds of different social media. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. Any other kind of podcast app. Subscribe to us. Like us. Give us a rating. We appreciate that. Um, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash blood and black rum podcast. Give us a like on there. We're on Twitter at blood and black rum. Let us know what you thought about the uh, audio commentary. We, uh, we could certainly do more if that's something that you are interested in seeing. Um, we're also on Patreon, patreon.com slash blood and black rum podcast. You can donate to us. That's a monthly donation. So just remember that when you're, uh, putting in your, your donation, because we don't want you to be spending more money than you can afford. Or Although we'd like to. that. Or, or want to. Um, and then finally, we also have an email address. Podcast at gmail.com. You can email us. Let us know what you think about the podcast. Any suggestions for movies you want us to cover. Again, let us know if you like audio commentary format. We could try to do that some more. Um, and other than that, we will see you back next week with a review of Spider-Man Homecoming. So uh, until then, take care. See you later.